0: What's going on, everybody? It's Ryan Fontenot here with the One Million Cent Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Whether you are watching or whether you are listening, we are so glad you are here with us because together we are on mission to see one million teens around the globe trained to share the gospel by 2030. Because here's what we know. The best way to reach the next generation is to equip the next generation to reach that next generation and so thank you for tuning in if you're a leader if you're a parent or yes even if you're a teenager we are so glad you are here you are in the right spot and you are going to be stoked with my guest today a friend a fellow minister a renaissance man this dude has skills that i don't even know about i'm so glad to have my friend on here today chi chi on Yekane. chi chi welcome to the podcast bro Hey, hey, how's
1: it going, man? Thank you for having me.
0: Man, what what a joy, what a joy. We were talking just a little bit ago. You just got off a little nine-day tour. You're back home now. I know you got a lot going on. So, man, thank you for making space to be in Absolutely. here with me and uh, just share with the audience man about what God's up to. I love your hat by the way man. Jesus loves you too, my brother. That's that's what's Amen. up. Amen. <laughs> that's right.
1: All of
0: y'all, all of you Hey, all y'all. All y'all. All I love y'all. it, man. <laughs> that's right. That's how we'd say it back in East Texas, man. All y'all. So, anyway, y'all. man. Well before we jump in and really introduce yourself and everything I like to get a little warm up going with some rapid fire questions are oh, you yeah. ready let's for go. that my let's friend get it. all let's right get it. Let's man get it. let's get it number 1 chi chi uh-huh. are you an are you an energy drink guy are you a coffee guy Ooh, so coffee yes. is not
1: no no i don't <laughs> no, okay. I actually don't drink coffee at all so i said okay.
0: drink. Let's do it. Okay. Drink. All right. For all, right sure. all right, man. Okay, cool. No coffee for you, no man. No coffee I think, at all. Well, all right. Well, so realizing that you are an energy drink guy, that, that begs the second question. Do you consider yourself a morning, midday, or night out, man? When is your most productive time of the day?
1: Night out. My most productive hours are from 10 p.m. to midnight, is when I get all my work done, my editing, my thinking, my songwriting. And so okay, I'm not a morning person. My wife go. will tell you that
0: i don't know many i don't know many artists that are morning per people if i'm honest man I, I don't know many of them so creatives <laughs> so, work at night that, there you go man there you go all right man well let's just say you and your bride man y'all are heading out on a trip vacation mm. whatever man are you the hey man let's drive this thing let's enjoy the journey the scenery or are you the hey let's fly let's get to the destination and enjoy our time there what what are you gonna do man
1: Man, I like the drive. Let's take the scenic right. route, time permitted. You can take all the Come on. see all the scenic things. Let me see some mountains and some stuff really for her. Uh she yeah, loves yeah. nature, loves the mountains, loves the views. And hey, if she loves
0: it, I'll enjoy it. So hey, <laughs> we'll, that's right. We'll take that's the a drive. Good husband right we'll there. Take the yes. Drive. All right, my friend. Well, that kind of answers maybe the next question because I was gonna ask. On this journey, are you going to the beach? Are you going to the mountains? Where are you headed, bro? Or are you just going to the city? What are you doing? Ooh. Take me to the beach. Okay. Right, city. I don't
1: mind I don't mind driving past mountains, but I, I don't know if i want a vacation to some mountains. She might, but that that's where the compromise will come in and so, say, Hey babe, we there can drive past the mountains on the way to the beach. Everybody wins. Everybody, Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everybody
0: wins. Well, you're on this drive. Y'all have found this beautiful restaurant beside the mountain, the mountains in the back, man. You've enjoyed an incredible dinner, but it's time for dessert. Is Chi Chi uh. reaching for a pie or is he going for cake, man? What are you reaching for? Cake, hands down.
1: <laughs> Strawberry cheesecake to be exact. Or come red velvet cake.
0: Or oh, come on. Or
1: cake. Or strawberry they, cake. Cake all day. <laughs> cake, all cake, day.
0: cake. Cake. I love no it. No question. Uh, no questions, no, com, no comparison. Ever. Do not send this guy a pie, all right? <laughs> Coming back. I love it. Return. I love it. I love it. Return to center. That's awesome. All right. Maybe a little bit more spiritual here, man. You're breaking open the word. One of your late night sessions, you're trying to hear from the Lord before you're writing some songs or just pinning down some worship lyrics. Uh, Let me just ask you this. Do you tend to jump into the Old Testament or New Testament? Where's your typical go-to?
1: Man, honestly, I'll I'll go to the Old Testament. And there's so many great reminders of identity reminders and promises Mm. of God that I can really just dive into be reminded of and be like man this is what God has thought about me from the beginning and just so much comfort and and inspiration that comes in some of those old testament stories of faithfulness and perseverance and so yeah Yeah. take me to the old
0: I love it. I feel like a lot of songs, you know, are storytelling, right? And so I could mm-hmm. see, man, the old times just inspiring some of that, you know. And all the promises are yes and amen. Let's go, yep. somebody. All right, yep, yep. all right, man. So, so, so now let's just talk about New Testament for a second. There, there's four Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. All of them recording the life of Jesus. Kind of different perspectives on this same incredible life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to know, Chichi. Who's your boy? Who's your go-to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? Who's your guy? I'm going with Mark. I'm going with Mark. Here's why, man. Mark gets Mm -hmm.
1: straight into
0: the miracles.
1: Mark just goes straight for it. Like, you know, I love genealogy in Matthew and I love John and the heart and the love of the Lord and love all of that. But I feel like Mark was like, yo, let's get to the action. Let's get to the miracles. Let's get to it. <laughs> yes, so I love
0: Mark. You don't waste no time. Yes. He jumps right in. No, he does, man. He he dropped immediately and straightway 40-something times. He's like, hey, here's what happened, and yeah, yes, this yeah. what happened. So <laughs> that's, that's right. my boy. I agree. I agree. Mark's my guy, too. That's awesome, man. All right. Well, this last question before we jump into the podcast is this, man, and I don't want you to answer. We're going to save it for the end, and I, I, I'm curious. I'm super curious. Okay. Is my boy Chi-Chi, is he a dog guy? or a cat guy don't answer it right now man hold (laughs) on to it so dog guy or a cat guy, look at that smile, right. everybody. Look, look at All that right. smile. I, I want you to do this if you're watching or listening, and you have the ability to leave a comment. Why don't you drop, drop a dog emoji if you think he's a yeah. dog guy. Drop that cat emoji if you think he's a cat guy. Let's just let's just see what happens here. Yeah, um, we'll come back to that happens. at the end, man. We'll we'll come back. Well, man, thank you again uh, for for coming on here. I know we met several years ago. We've done a lot of ministry events together. Um, it's yeah. been a joy. Uh, to know you as a friend, to watch you in ministry, to serve together as well. But could you tell somebody, uh, everybody listening right now, tell them, man, who you are and, and what you're doing, man. What does your life look like?
1: Man, yeah. Well, uh, I am Chi Chi It is my real name. Shout out to my Nigerian parents for that.
0: Let's and, go. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm in Fort Worth, Texas over here. Um, me and my wife live right by TCU and, I mean, moment of silence for Uh-oh. them, for that game. Still the team, we're riding with them. Okay. It was a tough okay. one for okay. us. Okay, okay. Um, How do they yeah, do so, their deals?
0: Is it like some Yeah, horn frogs. Little, frog, there it is, frogs. there it is. Yeah, that's it. There it is.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, in short, man, we are uh, Next Gen Pastors.
0: I'm a worship
1: leader and um, as well as a media producer. And so I say it's like a third of those things. So a third of the time I got I'm you. traveling, getting to lead worship you know, all over the nation getting to come alongside awesome people. Mm Third of that, uh, me and my wife are next-gen pastors. And so we see, you know, close to 500 or so students a week at different Mm. middle schools and high schools and college even. And then uh, me and my wife also run a media marketing thing where we are producing videos, running social media for churches and nonprofits and public figure-esque people and recording things and filming things and editing things. And so we stay pretty busy, (laughs) but we love
0: it. We love it. We love it. When I tell you he's a Renaissance man, I wasn't kidding, man. He's got (laughs) skills to pay the bills. And so, uh, man, I I, I love it. I I love it, man. I I love it when God gives men and women with these talents and I see them being leveraged for the kingdom, man. And you do that well. And I love watching and uh, experiencing stuff you've put out. Just some incredible work there. Uh, You have, I I say this to people, um, if you've never worshiped in the room, with Chi Chi, um, you're missing out. Um, it, 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 his voice, appreciate his it. gifts, man, uh, just, uh, second to none. So man, thank you for, uh, for man, he, man, he and his team, that. um, man, they were part of our digital youth camp we did back there in COVID and, uh, just slayed it, man. Just slayed hey, man, it. So thank it you fun. man, for, for yeah. what you're doing. And I, oh man, well, well, tell us, tell us this, man. Um, I know, Um, that you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. Three. I like. I like Mm -hmm. that we put in these thirds, right? Um. So can, as as somebody's listening to this, maybe it's a teenager, um, maybe it's a youth leader. They're going, man. I feel like I have these skills and abilities too. Uh, tell me, tell us this. How did you get to where you are today? Like, like when did you meet Jesus? And then, what were some of these milestone moments that really have you sitting in the seat you're sitting in today?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. So I met um, and received the Lord, received salvation when I was 17 years old. I was a senior in high school. Um, Long story short, man, I actually went to Walmart at 2 a.m. to get vanilla wafers. I love vanilla wafers. Went to Walmart at 2 a.m. And I kid you not, true story. I'm walking out from checkout. It's 2 a.m. I got my vanilla wafers. And there is this guy. That's standing at the door, and I kid you not, looks at me, kind of stops me. Oh man, I'm about six, two and a half. This guy was probably five (laughs) foot or so. And he says, Hey man, I feel like the Lord sent me here to talk to you. And I'm weirded out (laughs) like, What? (laughs) And like, I just want some vanilla
0: wafers,
1: (laughs) right? Right. And he proceeds to kind of just love on me, man. He starts talking about the Lord, and he's saying things that resonate with my heart and my story. And I'm crying wow. in Walmart at 2 a.m. with this Come guy on. with my vanilla wafers in hand. And he just, <laughs> he asked me, he's just like, man, he took me to Matthew 18:13, And he said, man, God is pursuing you. You can be the one that he's leaving the 99 for. And I was just wrecked. And then that next day wow. I got invited to an event. I went for the free food, left as a new believer. And yeah, let's that kinda, go. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That youth pastors, ministers, I
0: know they're not, you know, the
1: food's not the issue or the point or the goal, but it gets them
0: there, man. It it gets them there. Come on, man. That's right. And so, yeah, that kind of catapulted
1: um, that journey. And as far as like where I am now, getting to be in the rooms that I get to be in, getting to serve in the capacity that I do, I would say that the foundation of all of that was serving. If I ever was confused or I ever wanted to, uh, to to walk into a greater role, if the prayer was ever like, God, I feel like I'm ready to be elevated in whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Every single time I just felt the Lord prompted me to okay, then get more serious about serving. If you want to get more serious about leading, then get more serious about serving. Mm. Serve something Ooh, else. That Serve smells a lot like
0: Jesus, bro. Vision. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Serve someone else's vision, be faithful, prove yourself faithful. In that. And when mm. you can be faithful with little, then God can make us ruler over much. And so, yeah, man, I just looked mm. for every opportunity I could to serve without any motive, without any ambition. I didn't say, oh, let me go yeah. serve, you know, the, the, the main worship leader or pastor so that I can one day, right. you know, I can get the baton yeah. handed to me. It was like, no, that is a pure yeah. heart. I want to serve. I want to learn. I want to make myself available for discipleship, For for mentorship, I want to just absorb all I can from people that I already see God moving in, around, and through. And there's no substitute for proximity. So I got in proximity, had open hand and open heart, and said, God, what do you want me to do in this space? I'll do it, whether it's cleaning the toilets, whether it's you Mm. know setting up the chairs in the youth room, passing out pizza in the cafe, and through that, I saw God see my faithfulness, and then He gave me another opportunity of serving, not even leading, but gave me additional opportunities to serve until I got to now serve in the capacity that I do. And so serving, serving was the key. The key,
0: man. Uh, I just we got we got to just uh, marinate on that a little bit, man. If you are if you are are listening uh, right now, or you're watching this. I encourage you to get something to write some stuff down with because that right there is gold. And I think sometimes, especially in our microwave society, uh, man we we want it now. Or we want the stage. We want the mic. We want the lights. Whatever, whatever it may be. And and what I hear you say is exactly what Jesus said, right? Uh, hey you want to be great serve. You, you, yeah. you, want, you want to be the first, be the last, you know, it's this upside down kingdom. And, um, that's just the way God works. And, and people often think, you know, you knew you talked about scrubbing toilets or, you know, setting up chairs or passing out pizza. Like, that's not just, that's not just saying it. Like, I think we've all done that, right. We've all yeah. been there where we're like, no, this is what I'm doing right now. Why? Cause I love Jesus. I want to serve people and I want to be faithful where I am. And that's what I tell young people all the time. I'm like, listen, if you want to be, because I'm sure you had this, young people that are listening, even they'll ask me, they'll ask you, hey, how do I get to do what you're doing, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I always tell them, hey, be faithful where you are. And you you said one of my favorite scriptures there, man. He who is faithful with little will be entrusted with much. That's and, right. Uh, man. That's right. So, so much goodness right there. Um, well, Having said that, I I know that you guys um, minister to the next generation and um, and are are really passionate about that. So let me ask you this. Why? Why are you so passionate? Why do you think it's so important for Mm. us to go after this next generation?
1: Yeah, I just think Jesus gave us the best model. And so in my Mm -hmm. mind and in my heart, as I'm thinking about, man, what does revival look like? I know there's revival things happening across the world and across the nation right Mm -hmm. now, and and people are are, are just being so inspired by it. And there's just been a common theme in history all the way back dating to Jesus, that man, when revival sparked, when people wanted to change the world, they picked young people to go first. I think Mm -hmm. there's a reason why the word tells us to have faith like a child, because we don't as as childlike faith if you ask a a five-year-old a six-year-old a seven-year-old what they want to be when they grow up you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. at the answers there's no limitation on the mind of a natural means that where as adults were thinking well man that might cost this much you're gonna have to do this level of training this (laughs) amount of schooling you have to have this you got to know the right people they're just like no there's something in my heart and I want to go get it I want to receive it and so I think Ministering to the next generation, prioritizing the next generation is so important, simply put, because Jesus did. And I think now if Mm. Jesus were to come back in the flesh today, right now, and say, you know what, I'm going to spend the next three years changing the globe, again, who would he pick if we know his track record? Would he go into churches and say, man, I need to recruit the best pastors with the biggest followings and the biggest things? All that is amazing, and that influence is so great and so needed and so necessary, Mm. But Jesus came, and He said, "You know what? I'm going to pick twelve guys that probably wouldn't get picked to lead anything, essentially, outside of their roles yeah. and their jobs. And I'm going to use these young, stubborn, hard headed guys that just don't get it and everybody else's perspectives and opinions. And we're going to change the world. And so I'm thinking, man, how do I reflect Jesus's heart, Jesus's methods, and Jesus's way of of bringing?" the kingdom in earth and bringing heaven into earth. And I'm just like, oh, it was the next generation that played such a vital role in that. And so how much more so can we take the torch and be honored and privileged to impart and pour so much into this next generation and support them as they are changing the world and sparking revival and bringing the kingdom to earth?
0: Man, I I think you just hit the nail on the head, man. And we realize, hey, that over 70 percent of people that ever come to Jesus do so by their 18th birthday. We're like, man, Mm -hmm. if we don't get them, I I always say this, you know, if we don't get them by the time they they turn the tassel or they receive the diploma, the likelihood that we ever will drastically reduces. And so, yeah, uh, man, I think I, I love next gen. I love, uh, that's what our ministry is bent toward. By the way, um, if you're watching or listening, go check out rage all our information's on there. Um, how we can partner with you, how we can help you, how can we equip you to reach those that we'll never reach, but God's put you in their realm of influence to do that. When well, we'd love to partner with you on that. And, uh, man, so I think you're right on that, that Jesus, the best we can tell, Um, And I've read a lot of commentaries on this, but best we can tell, like most of the disciples were teenagers when Jesus picked them out. Right. Yeah. And then I I even think about what Paul wrote to Timothy. Right. He says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set the example. Right. Set the example for the believers. Like he said, set the example for the believers, like like you're young but set the example for these believers that are older than you that may be wiser than you but set that yeah. example and he gives and so yeah man god has a heart for the next generation yeah. and the 100%. revivals even going on going on right now around the country or man they're they're happening around young people yeah. and uh, historically yeah. we've seen that so 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 say you've got this young person and um and man, they they want to share their faith with others. They, they, they're, they're loving Jesus, man. They're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're following Jesus. And they're like, but I've got this, this realm of influence around me man, that they don't know, like they're, they don't know the Lord and I want them to know the Lord. I want to introduce them to the God of my faith. And they would come to you and go Chi Chi, but man, man, how do I do that? What's a, what's a good first step or one or two steps you might share with a collegiate or a teenager who comes to you with that question? How can I introduce those in my world to the God of my faith?
1: Um, Yeah. So a couple things come to mind. One, um, simply put, is influence where you're influential. Mm. And so Mm. there's spaces that we have, whether you lead something big or something small, but it's like, man, if I want to change the world, I have to change my world first. And so I have to Take that bird's eye view of, man, I want to change the world. I want to do this massive thing for God and zoom in yeah. on the space. Like you said a second ago, where you're at, starting where you are. And I can tell yeah. myself, man, I want to influence where I'm influential. And so what is it in my life right now? Maybe I just have influence over 10 guys in my class or or 20 guys in my locker room or my my online gaming friends that, you know, I'm playing yeah, Fortnite, right. Fortnite or something with, maybe yeah. that's my sphere of influence. And so I remember one thing when I really started pursuing this as a 18, 19, 20 year old, I wrote down and I said, where are the areas that I have influence right now? And I remember it was about two areas and probably spanned about 30 or so people. So I said, all okay. right, great. All right, Lord, I started praying, show me how to influence where I'm influential. What does it look like to reach these 30 people? Because if those 30 people reach 30 people in their sphere of influence, then revival actually starts. And so I think that a lot of young people are so passionate and so ambitious, and they're ready and willing to take on the world and take on these big tasks. And we need that kind of confidence and we need that kind of faith. But oftentimes we forget to just kind of zoom in from that bird's eye view and say, God, where am I already? heard where am i already Mm. seen where am i already known that i can then start there and and be intentional about influencing those people and following up with those people and walking in life with those people and so
0: yeah influence where you're influential and and i will use it that's so good (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, our book's about to release. I just finished writing. And uh, in one of the chapters, I talk about your circles of influence and mm-hmm. I have actually a map in there and it's a chart, you know, and I, I'm like, hey, write down specific people. sounds like what you did yeah, years yeah. ago. Hey, who is in my circle of influence that I can begin to influence, that I can begin to to point to Jesus. And, and, and sometimes if we don't stop and do that, we just miss, right? We're, we're thinking, mm-hmm oh, well, one day somewhere else I'll be influential for Jesus. But what he wants is for you to be influential right where you are, <laughs> right where you are. So, um, man, right. I, I love that, man. That's, That's so right. good. In I wrote it down, influence where you are influential. So I'm telling you, you want to take notes uh, every time I'm on podcast, Gigi. I'm I'm a I'm a super note nerd. So I love it. I, I, love I just it. I just write notes down, man. I'm like this is good. <laughs> this is uh, then now they're everywhere. Right now I gotta I gotta put them in my phone after this. But man, I, I love what you said there, man. And uh, it's just so good. So hey, wherever you are, God has put people in your life—not one day, but today—that right. need Jesus. So think about that, students, uh, uh, parents, adults. Like it's. Uh, Man, being being light's not just a one someday thing. It's it's a two-day thing. So um, now, now here that that begs the next question. Why do you think a lot of teens today, next gen, why do you think some of them are seemingly more cautious um, or even hesitant to share their faith with other people? Do you see any patterns of fear or patterns of worry? That are, that are keeping them from being influential where they are.
1: Absolutely. I think um, one of the age old things, especially more so now with the advancement of technology and social media and things is there is just this internal thing. And in so many people that is just so worrisome about how they'll be perceived or how mm. they'll be seen. Um, Cause at the root of a lot of people, we all want affirmation and validation and yeah. who yeah. we are and what we're doing. And so that, yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes kind of transitions <laughs> into that seeking approval and wanting yeah. to be seen in a positive light. And man, I think of Galatians 110 where it talks about pleasing man. And if I were to be pleasing man, how could I then be pleasing to God? And so there's there's a space in that where you can pendulum swing and intentionally sure. do things to upset people because you want to say, right. Oh, no, I'm just pleasing God, and not that <laughs> you right. go to that extreme of a level, but to earnestly say, man, if God is calling me to this space, I'm going to boldly proclaim that thing and I'm going to be okay with risking my reputation for the sake of building the kingdom. And so, Mm. and then questioning if my reputation isn't building the kingdom, then I need to start to shift that somehow anyway. And so, yeah, I think a lot of young people often think about, man, what will people think? I think it's, I give it the analogy of the high school prom. If you've been to a prom, you've been to a dance, the dance floor is empty and everybody is looking around saying who is going to be the first person to go get on that dance floor and and just start going. And then you notice as one person goes and a couple more people are comfortable, then a couple people are like, hey, maybe this isn't so bad or hey, this is actually fun, this is fruitful, this is amazing. And in the same way, I think young people and adults, man, just get into yeah. a, a mindset of like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that because I don't really see that being done. I don't really know how people will think or feel about it. And God's just like, yo, young people, the dance floor is open. Go out there, start doing <laughs> your go. shuffle, start doing your little jig. And before you know it, you'll look around and you'll see people that have been influenced and inspired by what you're doing and they'll become uh, start coming alongside you. In that,
0: yeah. and so yeah, be yeah, courageous. That's good, man, in that. I love it. Take that first step, man. I love, I yeah. love that's so good. I do think you're right, man. People, people are more worried about reputation than kingdom, and we need to make sure we have that flip that we're worried about kingdom than reputation. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean we go out and we're jerks for Jesus. That's not what we're calling it to. That's not what Jesus calls us to, because we're to give an answer for the reason for the hope that we have in us. But do it. With gentleness and respect, right? Yeah, and um, yeah. So, so it's not about being jerks. I always say this: boldness. It's not a even about tone. It's not. It's not about. It's not about volume. Boldness is just about this humble confidence in exactly in who we are and who Jesus is. So, uh, man, I, I that's 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 so good. Take that first step. Be the one who hits the dance floor first. I, Hit the you dance know, floor. Yeah, that's right. Hey, as you were saying that, I was thinking about you know um, as at the time of this recording, the the Asbury uh, revival or whatever you want to call it is happening right now, and now we're seeing other this happening on other college campuses. Right. And yeah, so what yeah. we're seeing and somebody said, well, they're just copycat. No, no, no. What they're seeing is they're seeing, Hey, Hey, this is okay to do. It's okay to pursue the Lord. It's right to pursue the Lord. It's good to pursue the Lord. Let's do this. Let's make this space and go after the Lord. And, um, I think the same thing's true in our witness man some Mm -hmm. people will become bold i became more bold in sharing my faith when i got around people who were bold and unashamed in sharing their faith that's what i found in my life and so be that person for somebody today well uh let's just maybe wrap up with this man i love sharing stories i think short stories they inspire they stir people up and i wonder Mm -hmm. if in your life and ministry if you have a story of a student a teen who what we like to say is they got it. They're like, you saw it. Man, the light clicked. They started living. They 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 caught fire for Jesus, you know. However you want to word that. Can you share a story like that with us from your life?
1: Absolutely, man. The the first one that comes to mind, a uh, guy used to be his youth pastor years ago, mm-hmm. um guy named Terry, and he caught it. I mean, came from a family nobody was saved. He was the first person saved. Mm-hmm. In his family wow. a senior in high school at the time and i remember taking him dragging him unwillingly almost to a youth <laughs> camp saying man if this kid gets it so much will, so much fruit will come from that in his family in yeah. his school took him to this youth camp got wrecked by jesus encountered the lord received salvation and man that fall when school started back up about a month later I remember him calling me and being like, man, I wanna take over my school for Jesus. How do I do that? How can I influence it? How do I start a club? How do I do something? And it's like, yeah, man, let's do it. I'm, I'm encouraging him, giving him ways to do it through the means of, yeah. of the school and different you know boundaries and all the things. And man, he started taking, he was a singer musician. He started taking his guitar to school and during lunch wow. and during passing periods, he would just yeah. sing through the hallways And, man, I went to go bring them lunch one time, and there was 150, 200, 300 students (laughs) singing and worshiping, not even knowing what was going on. And it just kind of caught like wildfire. And it went on for months. Teachers were impacted. The churches locally started to grow because of it. And it was all because he just decided to take a step. And then real quick, mm. one more recently. Um, so me and my wife uh, go to some middle schools and high schools every week. And mm-hmm. one thing that happened in my life when I was a high schooler, and I when I just got saved, didn't know how to spread the, the gospel, didn't know much about the Bible, but I was just passionate about the Lord. Yeah. And I was like, how do I spread the, spread the love of Christ? How do I spread the gospel? How do I reveal Jesus to people in my school? And so I started praying at lunch and I invited the whole lunchroom to pray with me. And by the end of the year, the entire lunchroom wouldn't eat until I prayed for them and for the food. And it just was a massive thing. It was cool. And so now I'm telling these students that, and I challenged them. I said, yo, do the lunch challenge. And so they started doing it at the beginning of this year. And now they have hundreds of students at lunch that they all circle up, pray before their lunch. And then it turned into them now asking people for prayer requests. So they're praying mm-hmm. for each other, praying for each other's families during lunch. It doesn't have to take an hour. It's a two-minute ordeal. They get together and yeah. say, hey, who needs prayer? And I went one time, and one of the girls had, a, you know, 100 students in there. And she said, hey, God, Johnny. it's your girl. Uh, bless this food. Bless these students. We love you. Everybody yells out, amen. I'm like, yo, that's oh, all it takes. I love, that it. Level I love of willingness. it. We don't have to be yes. theologians or scholars no, man. to start to spark uh-huh. Um, that revival that that we all want to see and pray for so much anyway. Yes. so yeah, it's been amazing.
0: <laughs> I love that man take the lunchroom challenge if you're listening the to the day, hey, hey take the lunch challenge. I don't care if you're an adult. Yeah. Or you're a student, man, take the lunch challenge and just ask someone, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, I can tell you one of the biggest witnesses is, man, when you're at a business lunch with some coworkers and you go, hey, uh, can we just pause and just give thanks for this food? Like mm. it, some people may be like, you know, I'm not partaking, but I'm telling you, man, it's eye opening for people. They go, oh, sure, yeah, go ahead. And when they hear you conversate with your Lord and Savior, whoo, man, they're like, whoa, whoa. That Amazing. dude, that dude, that lady's got something different than I do. Yeah. And, when, yeah. and it and like it may not hit now, but there's going to be a moment in their life when they're going to need someone who has faith and Absolutely. they're going to come find you. And so take the lunch challenge. I love it, man. Take the challenge. Hashtag, man. hashtag take the lunch challenge. Lunch, let's ch- go. Take man. the lunch <laughs> Hashtag lunch
1: challenge. Let's, right, let's get go. it. Let's Send get it, in. man.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Well, Chi-Chi, uh, man, before we jump off here, I just got to ask the question, man. People want to know. They've been curious, we man. We're coming we back know. to it. They want to know, is our boy Chi-Chi on Yekane, is he a dog guy or a cat guy? What you got, my brother? I would
1: have to say I'm a cat guy. This is why. <laughs>
0: This is why, not no, uncommon. Stop, stop the press. Uncommon. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> no, this is awesome. Uncommon. I think Here's you why, may be our though. first. You may be my first cat guy, man. I want to hear. Let me, me know.
1: My Let wife me know. One hundred percent a dog guy. Me, I'm a cat guy. Why? Because <laughs> cats take care of themselves.
0: You can leave
1: a cat. You can leave a cat for four or five days. Tell him where the food is, and he's good. You'll come home. You'll see My the man. cat cooking on the stove, doing the dishes. Cats <laughs> take care of themselves. They don't need no help.
0: I like that. Low maintenance. Low maintenance. Cat That's just right. do your thing. That's cat right. had his yeah. feet up,
1: watching Netflix. I'm
0: good. Cat, live your <laughs> yeah. life. You, live a, you leave a dog for four days in the house, it is going to be straight wrecked. So. Two days, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I love it, man. What a perspective, Chi-Chi. I knew you were ready to bring <laughs> And I guarantee you, every one of you that guessed, you missed it because I did Probably. not see that coming either, man. Max. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Dude, thanks for sharing today. It was Absolutely, so great to catch man. up with you, man, to, to see that smile to hear what God's up to in your life, man. I'm just so thankful for you, my brother. And uh, listen, whether you are watching or whether you're listening, if something during this just stirred you up and you thought, man, I need to tell someone about this, hit that share button, send it out, make sure you like, subscribe, whatever it is you need to do. And they tell me this, that when you leave a good rating, it really does help. So drop a rating for us. And uh, I'm so thankful you spent time with us because listen, the reaching the next generation. It's not a me thing. It is a we thing. We are in this thing together. And don't wait, don't wait for next month, next year, next phase of your life to tell someone about Jesus. I always like to close with this. Today is a great day to tell someone about Jesus. So let's go.